Assalamualaikum. This is Kimberly Kalima coming back with another episode of the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast. I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in yet again. Tonight's topic is contributing to the narrative. Nice, easy, and purposeful does it. What in the world is a narrative? It's just a big fancy word for story or description. Narratives often compile an impression with which to present a culture or a group of people. Now, the most important part of a narrative is for it to be authentic, especially in representing people, humans, folks like you and me, right? Okay. Now, the issue some of us have with narratives is that larger narratives are often promoted by people who are not a part of the group that they wish to tell others about. So their perception of that particular group is sometimes skewed or off, or it concentrates a little too much on the extremes or the worst case scenario of that group. If you happen to be a part of the group that is being discussed or being talked about, you want to make sure that this narrative is authentic. Another big fancy word for real. Okay, so when you read an article about a Muslim, perhaps, you want to make sure that the Islam that you belong to is spoken about in a very truthful manner. We can write letters to magazines. We can voice our opinions to different radio hosts, television show hosts, to members of government, members in the community outside of our own. It is up to them to decide whether or not they accept it, if they want to use it, if they themselves believe it is a truth. They will compare it to what they know and what they already feel. People can receive a very filtered version of the story we wish to tell. In the last three to four months, you've seen an article that did not represent you as a Muslim. I'm sure you have. Muslims on television and on radio are often spoken about in a boogeyman fashion or, once again, the worst case scenario is used as the most commonplace story. How can we fix that? What can we do to replace or at least enhance the entire story with something that you can identify with? It's not even about appeasing other people or telling them what they want to hear. It is presenting something that is real, something that is true, something that if a person read that article before they met you, once they meet you, they will recognize. They will say, hey, I know a little bit about you. I'm comfortable with you. I can sit next to you and not be afraid. The greatest way, alongside with speaking up for one another, I'm a strong believer in solidarity, is inserting your own narrative. It is beyond time for all of us to get together and push one another and support one another in the efforts that we have to tell our stories. Muslims in America. 70% of the Islamic population is immigrant. So that leaves 30% of us who are indigenous to America. There's a story that is being overlooked for those of us who were born here, who grew up on cornbread, who know about New York City and who know about California and who know about Atlanta or the Carolinas or the Midwest. We are somehow being left out because I personally feel the more extreme stories are the ones that sell the most papers and lend the most to different political agendas. There are three people who need to know about the efforts of Muslim Americans. One, non-Muslims. 
Give them a story that's you. Give them something that represents the people you love, okay? Number two, other Muslims who seek to grow and who seek to be more, more than just a passerby where people look the other way and say, I wonder what country they're from. There are other Muslims who seek higher levels of visibility and success in their own lives that we so often speak about and encourage one another to follow. We come to prayer, come to success that instills within us that we shall rise, that we should rise, that we were made for greatness. It will help to have examples out there of people who have taken hold of that and applied it in their everyday lives. The third reason would be future generations of Muslims and non-Muslims. How many of you have ever gone on a trip to a museum and seen art, paintings, carvings, sculptures even, old clothing, old handcrafted furniture? Those things gave you a peek into the life of people who lived before you. It chronicled or captured moments in time to help you study and learn more about that generation. We must be ready to do the same thing. You can pick up old books, old newspapers, old periodicals and read and feel and get a get a whiff of what life was like before you were here. What society was like, how it was set up. This is a digital age also. So many things are captured, replicated, duplicated and saved electronically. It's not going anywhere soon. The best way I feel to combat or contribute is to simply do that. Combat your fears and contribute. If there is something missing, put it there. Would you like to start a magazine that reflects your culture? Then do it. You can really grow with digital magazines now. You don't have to have the standard paper, handheld, glossy covers, but you can. If you like art, have an exhibit, either your own work or gather people that you know and put together an exhibit of art, of poetry, of sound. Another way, if you don't feel you have a skill, if you don't feel you have a service that you can offer, support the ones who do. It's a twofold situation. Tell other people about them. Share what you purchased from them. Spread a good word about something that they did for you that met your expectations, superseded your expectations. Let other people know word of mouth still works. If you're not the one who's doing it, you can be the one telling others that is not a lesser role. How important is marketing in a product? You may have the best product in the world, but if no one knows about it, how are they going to go and support it? How will they use it? How will it benefit them? So it goes hand in hand. If you know someone who's contributing to the narrative of the group that represents you in authenticity and realism, if you can't contribute monetarily, if you cannot contribute physically, then contribute by letting the world know. In future years, we'll be able to look back and say, oh, wow, look what those Muslims were doing in the 2000s. Look how many of them ran for office. Look how many of them had shows on television. Look how many magazines there were. Look how many fashion shows there were. I remember a commercial many years ago when I was young, and it was a joke about women in burqas. Every woman came out in a black burqa and turned around. And they had the voice mimicking the people who do the fashion presentations. And it basically was not something complimentary. It was picking on the fact that those people had the same or what they thought was the same clothes on day after day after day after day. Like it was redundant. They were being sarcastic. You can look the world over now and you see beautiful Muslim sisters in all types of key mars and a 
kabayas and shawar kameez, gorgeous, beautiful, modest. And they're letting the world know not only are we modest, but we're also designing. We're also working. We're hiring models. We're hiring photographers. We're hiring people to compose scores for us to walk with. We have marketing. We have people who build these runways. You know, that's a lot of job creation. That's a magic word these days, job creation. You know, who would have thought that the look that Muslim women have all over the world that so many people question would one day be something that you look at as you're scrolling through a social media and say, wow, isn't that nice? Oh, that's so beautiful. A few American companies also understand the value of uh, the Muslim dollar and have incorporated some items that we normally would wear, whether it's for sports, whether it's for special occasions, into their lines. They're not stupid. We run to those things that at least we feel like they accept us, you know, and they capitalize off of it and make money and say, thank you for shopping with us. Had it not been for the courage and the bravery of those people who felt there was something missing to step forward and do this, I don't know how soon they would have incorporated some of the things that we wear and the ways that we wear them into their fashion lines. Do you craft? Are you someone who makes things? There was a time, and I'll say before 9-11, there was a time when Moroccan rugs were beautiful. Brass ornaments were beautiful. Egyptian this, Nigerian that, it was beautiful. All over the world, there were different cultures and the things that they used to preserve their culture and decorate their homes was sold. It was exotic. It was gorgeous. Well, some things changed thanks to some people with some really twisted agendas. And that happens. It's happening right now here in America, actually. And um, they are actually native to the country of America. Has some pretty twisted agendas. When those things come about, the people who don't really know you, who have never cared to get to know you, they assume that the truth is the most heinous example that's being presented. And this is where you and I come in. This is where we fit in. Even when there's nothing going on, that's when we really need to push our point across of who we are, what we're about, and what we stand for. You know, you don't have to get on a platform to do that. You can do it by living. Get out of the house and do something. The fact that you are Muslim, especially if you're obviously Muslim and you wear a kufi or you wear a kimar or you wear a certain type of clothing, you don't have to really say anything. But people are watching you all the time. Muslims and non-Muslims, get out the house. Go open that shop. Open the mechanic shop. Go do some landscaping. Sold for more than just the sisters. This is contributing to our narrative. Be a part of that science research. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. When it's all over and done with and they list the contributing people, you will be in there. You would have contributed to the narrative of your culture, of your people, of your faith, of your creed, of your deen. That's the biggest thing that I see. You got to get out there. We've been fed a lot about they're not going to accept what we do. Everyone's going to always be afraid of us. Do you see how that works? Do you see how the situation goes? One group of people are being fed fearful things about us. And then fear is being put in us about not being accepted. You're going to be shut down. You're going to be run out of the neighborhood. You won't be able to sustain a living by promoting yourself. And people actually know that you're Muslim. I say to that poppycock, okay? The same way you have those groups of people who will never accept you, that is a small handful of people. Empty wagons make the most noise. They sell the most papers, so they'll be focused on the most. But in everyday life, there are Muslims who own convenience stores, Muslims who run restaurants, Muslims who sew for others. They are accountants. 
For many of you, for years, they were your doctors. You just didn't care to hate them because they were Muslim. And it was brought to your attention that apparently for a short while in America, it's okay to do so. So many people who practice the Islamic faith getting along every day in their life. Now, where we are today, there is a theme again. There's a theme and there's a thread that it is okay to hate the Muslims. Once again, it is okay to believe and accept the very worst scenario, the worst case situation, the most horrible imagining of evil that there is, and apply that to each one that you know or don't know. That is crazy talk. That is unfair. And no one is encouraged to do that for the group that they belong in. So we're not going for that for us, okay? Again, take your talents, take your skills and ability outside of your home. And for those of you who are brave enough, and if you choose to, take it outside of your community. Do your job. Do the things that you love to do. Do the things that you know benefit other people. Don't be a part of that working machine that has gone for so long. A, they're weird, they're scary, they're evil. Whisper, whisper, whisper. And then B, they don't like you because they think you're weird, they're afraid of you, and they think you're evil. And the two never meet in the middle. We've got a lot to offer in our Uma. If you are in any aspect of social media, you see us trying so hard to put good things out. This girl runs a bakery and she's Muslim. You know, alhamdulillah, may Allah reward her. I mean, this young boy memorized the entire Quran. Alhamdulillah. You know, you don't have to go to social media. You can push and support the people in your own community. Yes, you can. You You can. You don't have to look to anybody anywhere else. Big up the people you already know. You see somebody selling some shea butter, selling a scarf. They might not even be selling anything regarding modesty. Do they make illustrations? Oh, wouldn't that be nice for your business card? Or perhaps they're a motivational speaker. Oh my goodness, what a great person to speak to the young sisters in your community. Maybe they can speak to a Girl Scout troop. You know, maybe they can come and encourage a football team. We have a lot to offer this society. We live in this society. What I've heard many people say over and over again, we are not a monolith. We are not one strand, one spool of thread. We are a myriad of things to offer and many things to give. We have just got to do it. How many times have you read articles or spoken with your friends? Oh, this show is being canceled. This movie is coming out of the theater because of this, that, or the other. I never see anybody that looks like me, sounds like me, dresses like me, worships like me, or that would be my friend on television, in the movies, in the magazine, in the newspaper, in the plays. They're just writing us off, man. That's real, and that's true. And again, you can push against it by demanding representation or dun da 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 you can create what you feel is missing if you don't see it at it. I would dare to say that currently there is a burgeoning African-American Muslim renaissance going on around us. There are community leaders in different cities and states who are speaking so highly of unity. They are speaking so highly of the community coming together. They are speaking often, frequently, and firmly about setting aside small differences and coming together for the greater good. They're reaching out and issuing a call to action for people in different fields, whether you are in media, 
whether you are someone who could speak, whether you are someone who has a vehicle to promote these things that are actually helping the Uma grow. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. And we need more of it. So ride the wave is what I'm saying to you. Get in there right now. People are excited about it. They're looking for something to do. What do you have to contribute? What do you have for the narrative? It's got to come from your heart. Don't contribute to the narrative or step forward to represent your people if you're looking for some type of vanity. Don't do it to stroke your ego. Don't do it just so you'll be the most popular person in class or the most popular person in your Facebook group or the most popular person on Twitter. That's short-lived. You better do it because it comes from your heart. If you feel that there is a real need for the real story to be told about the group that you represent, then go forward and do so. Don't do it for notoriety. Don't do it for fame. Those things are fleeting. You're in today, you're out tomorrow, and the next person with the next great idea with a badakufi is going to knock you off. That's right. Nah, do it because it's right. Do it for the greater good and do it for future generations. Leave a mark. Someone will be scrolling around on social media one day and stumble upon an article that you wrote or something where during this moment in time, your heart was all in bringing us together representing truthfully and honestly and to the core who you are and who your loved ones are and who your friends are in regards to Muslims in America. They're going to find it because the internet lives forever. Do you know that it might inspire them? It might inspire them to pick up where you left off. It may all be collated in together as people talk about 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 125 years ago. So Muslims got together and decided to to encourage and edify one another and do what was good. Because things ebb and flow, we may get to a point where everything is gravy, inshallah. That's when we really have to be alert because once things become really good or where we think they should be, people kind of fall back and then something happens. Oh, well, you guys haven't done anything in the last five to six years. Oh, but everything was good. Boom, something happens that is extremely, superbly negative. You don't have anything to counter that. You don't have anything to say. But on the other hand, this group over here, because, again, we get complacent and we kind of we kind of lose our efforts. You don't have to go as full force the whole time. I understand. You know, you may not need that same effort during times when everything is calm and peaceful. It may not have to be a strong, continuous effort, but it, it does need to be continuous on some level, on some level. That gives you your street cred. Oh, they've been around for years. Oh, we know that they mean it. That's why this stuff has got to come from your heart because there will be tasks that you might undertake or projects you may participate in and you don't get any money for that. You're not going to be on the front of a magazine for that. You're doing it from the heart. You're doing it for the benefit of those who participate and those who may see it later. You know... There's nothing wrong with joining up with other people who are trying to accomplish goals that contribute to our narrative as well. You may want to be known as the only one who does X, Y, Z. The first X, Y, Z. The most well-known blah, blah, blah. I hear you. But when you're doing something, air quotes, for the people, that's not even what it's about. That is not even what it's about. So if you've got an idea or you've got a plan, you can go ahead and execute it. I highly suggest looking around and seeing if there are other people doing the same things. You never know. You might be able to partner up. And if you can't partner up on a project, 
lift them up, talk about them, mention them to other people. You cannot be the only Muslim mechanic in your neighborhood. There might be five or six other ones. Do business with one another. If it's someone you can't assist, don't make it be that they can't get any service at all. Refer them to one of your brothers. That's a network. The same thing with sisters who offer, whether they do hair, whether they sew, whether they babysit, whether they do taxes, things of that nature, bookkeeping, anything. Whether they manage something. Get to know different people in your Uma who do these things. You can work with them on things or you can refer other people to them so that we all, we all at the same time are, are growing, benefiting ourselves and benefiting other people. You let people see that you have no fear referring them to another Muslim. That also contributes to our narrative because that means we're looking out for one another. We are looking out for one another and we're securing the future for one another by doing so. So I issue my personal call to action. If you know me personally, you know that I do. If you don't like what you're seeing on television, if you don't like what you're hearing on the radio, if you don't like what you're reading in a magazine, or you don't like what people have to say, and you're making efforts, but the headway is very slow or very minimal, get your people together. We know how to do entirely too much. We know entirely too many... We have so many skills. Some of us are graduates in different fields of study. Some of us have great experience in different fields. What are we doing? Let it not just be that we're sitting down and we're upset about what we're seeing. Put something out there. And if you know somebody who is, have their back. You don't have to be the one that's doing it. But if you know someone who is, tell a friend. Share a post. Buy a product. Talk about them to someone. That is another way. You don't have to physically do it, but you can aid in doing it. For example, during the days of the civil rights marches and sit-ins and things of that nature, there were people who were 150 million percent behind those efforts. They couldn't leave their home or they were afraid to or they didn't have the resources. And there's a really good friend of mine when I see a Muslim out there just doing it and I can't be with them. She knows I say I'm making the sandwiches. That's right. I'm one million percent supporting whatever it is that they do. And I'm so proud that they they have the the platform to do it. And they have the support and the belief in themselves and the belief in the skills that Allah placed with them to use in a good way. I will say they might be in this state today, but I'm making the sandwiches. So if you couldn't go on that trip with them, you give them things to sustain their journey. So if they're having a a physical journey of some time maybe of some type maybe you can contribute to what the costs and things of that nature are does that make sense so if it's not a physical journey that they're on maybe they are a speaker maybe they are running for office maybe they are building a community then whatever you hear it helps to share that information you're making the sandwiches you don't have to be on the same trail with them to support them but again Contributing to our narrative requires the people who step forward and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this chance. You know, I'm, I volunteer. I'm going to take that first step and stand in front of these people and express whatever it is we need to do. Maybe we'll get some people to come together. You might not be that person, but if you believe in them and you support them, go make their sandwiches. Give them the things that they need to last on their journey. Again, it could be food, it could be finances, it could be telling more people the more people who are interested they can ask for those people to come to share their message or perform their service for them it all goes hand in hand 
You don't have to be big and fancy to contribute to the narrative. You don't have to have a degree of any sort. You don't have to be someone who commands a crowd to contribute. There are so many large and small ways to contribute to our narrative. Make sure that it's authentic. Make sure that it's purposeful and make sure that it's consistent. And if you're listening to this and you know some people out there, that are some really talented Muslims and they're feeling a little shaky. I may not get the support. Share this with them. Inshallah, this will encourage them and, and push them. One thing that I did when I came to Islam, because there were different things I still felt like I was blessed to be able to do, I went looking for different Muslims who were balancing their skills, their abilities, and the things they wanted to do with their community, with their faith. That helped me a lot. And some of those people that I actually found, I became friends with. It was, it was amazing how we all came together. And I was able to see even more how they balance their purpose with their faith. You, you do need to know that because the world is a very dangerous place and there are a lot of traps and snares that, that love to just elbow you off your straight path, you know. So if you, you get some mentors in there, get some people you admire and look up to who are actively doing what you're doing. They are where you're trying to go. Study them, ask questions of them, see how they do it. And there may be some things you can place in your own life to fasten you know, fasten your ideas to where you're trying to go and make it happen. If you're still with me, I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast, contributing to the narrative. It's not hard. It doesn't cost. You've just got to decide that that's something you want to do and be consistent. And if you can't contribute a service, if you're not the person in the front, then make the sandwiches, support the people who are on their journey by giving them word of mouth, by promoting them, by inviting them, give them the things that will help nourish what they're trying to do for the greater good for us all, inshallah. I thank you again for tuning in. You can catch the episodes of the Radiant Brilliant Show under the Radiant Brilliant Show podbean.com or the Radiant Brilliant Show on iTunes. I also have a Facebook page, The Radiant Brilliant Show, and can be found under the same name on Instagram. Thanks for supporting me for so long. Inshallah, it'll be two years that I have been at this with the podcasting and I'm learning so very much. Thanks for welcoming me into your home, into your cars, into your headphones. Inshallah, we'll all grow together and we'll keep trying to make better communities and a better world. Catch you next time.